Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Every week at this time, we do something called the Multiverse of Maggie and Perloff. That is when we go through one of sports' biggest what-ifs, what-could-have-beens. This is what it sounds like. Exploring sports' biggest what-ifs and could-have-beens. Let's dive into the Multiverse of Maggie and Perloff. And this portion of the show is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck in a timeshare and want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. Perloff, what's the biggest story of this offseason so far? The number one pick. What will the Chicago Bears do? Absolutely. So they have the number one pick courtesy of the Carolina Panthers. And what do they do? Do they trade away Justin Fields to draft Caleb Williams? Do they trade away the number one overall pick to try to get a boatload and build around Justin Fields? So many different machinations. So for today's multiverse, again, exploring what ifs and what could have beens. What if this year's draft was actually a draft lottery? So to do that, just like the NBA. So to do that, EJ painstakingly went through all the different machinations of how this would be and came up with what the new order would be if the NFL did a draft lottery like Mm. the NBA. EJ, explain your work here. So, shout out to Tankathon. I love doing work with them because they do the NBA draft stuff. And I thought, hmm, why don't I just plug in NFL teams before these NBA teams and you can simulate a lottery? 
I don't know what the results were going to be. I had no idea what was going to happen. And I only did one try. Yep. And oh, that one try, I'm so happy we got these results because <laughs> this would just flip the draft totally upside down. This is like a roll of the dice here where if you have a draft lottery instead of just ordering the teams by their record, right? Yes. And just how bad each team was. So in this multiverse, Perloff, just go through the top six because everything after six kind of held chalk. But in this reimagining of what this draft would be, your L.A. Chargers would have had the first overall pick that's moving up from five. The New York Giants would have gotten the second overall pick that's up from six. The Bears would have picked third instead of first. Again, if this was a draft lottery this year. The Cardinals would stick at four. That was no movement. The Commanders would have been fifth, so that's down from two. And the Patriots would have been sixth, Mm. down from three. So, again, reimagining this draft, if there was a draft lottery, it would go Chargers, Giants, Bears, Cardinals, Commanders, Patriots. Everything else would have been chalk. Yeah, this would be so fun. Amazing. You know what would be the best part about this? The Chargers would be number one. We know they're not taking quarterback. So that means a lot of teams are going to be sending them trade packages, and you get to play fantasy football if you're Jim Harbaugh. Uh, I have what I think would be the perfect trade here. Okay, so go ahead. Let's get into it. Okay. If we're doing the multiverse, reimagining if this was a draft lottery in the NFL, EJ did some simulated results here. The Chargers would have the number one overall pick, not the Bears. So the Chargers have Justin Herbert. They don't need Caleb Williams. The Giants are number two, so they would want to trade up. They probably do want a quarterback. They probably do want Caleb Williams. But I think the perfect trade would be five commanders give up everything to get up from five to one. The Chargers move down to five, and the Chargers probably want to take an offensive lineman anyway because it's Jim Harbaugh, ground and pound. He doesn't he doesn't need anything else. He just wants Joe Ald out of Notre Dame at five. Then the commanders give up everything at Caleb Williams. The NFL is solved. That's funny. I also was thinking commanders here because we know, obviously, the connection Caleb Williams to D.C. But if I'm doing this differently now, I am doing this for the Giants. I'm trying to do exactly what the commanders would be doing now if this was real. Two to one. We're doing a multiverse, which is what if the NFL draft was a lottery this year. I would do the Giants. I would throw everything at the Chargers to try to trade with them to get up to number one to try to get Caleb Williams, including throwing in probably a Kayvon Thibodeau. Well, let me ask you this. Going from t- this is relevant to the actual universe. Going from two to one, I feel like you don't give up as much. You know, you're not as willing to trade everything to go from two to one. If you're five, you're willing to trade everything. Sure. So I Future think the, first. You're so I think about. the commanders will have a better offer to the Chargers, and the Chargers don't care if they're two or five. So the commanders bring more to the table. I feel like that trade's more likely. Okay, but the the reason why if I'm the Chargers, again, in this multiverse, I'm going to keep saying it over and over again so people, new audiences, understand what we're doing here, which is if this was a draft lottery this year, we simulated it, and the Chargers would be one, the Giants two, Bears three, Cardinals four, Commanders five, Patriots six. What I would want to do here if I'm the Chargers, I'm trying to get real good right now. Right, So, but why do you want two compared to five? Well, Here's why. I want two, but I'm not so worried about two years from now and three years from now. Maybe I am, but I want more stuff now. So I think I could go to the Giants and say, not only am I taking two, I want next year's first, okay? But I also want players from your roster. So get some from the Commanders. What's the difference? They're both bad teams. Yeah, but I don't, I guess if you're, I don't know if I'm willing to part. If I'm also, if I'm the Commanders and I'm giving you three first round picks, I'm not also giving you Terry McLaurin. I'm not also giving you 
players. I'm they giving might you trade picks. Terry McLaurin this year. Well, yeah. I'm just saying the the closer you are to the top, yeah. to number one, I think the less future assets I have to give you. And if I'm the Chargers, I want now assets, not future assets. I've got to take advantage of Justin Herbert now. Honestly, if the Chargers traded with the Giants to two, then they trade out of two again and go from two below pull double move again, even more draft. There's no reason for them to be two is a quarterback. Yes. Two's not going to be Marvin Harrison Jr. So I don't think the Chargers need to be two. I think five makes more sense. But anyway, we're splitting hairs. The question is how much are the, the Giants also have a little bit invested in Daniel Jones. Are they willing to sell the franchise for Caleb Williams? The commanders are starting over with a new (laughs) owner. They are the most urgent team out there. Desperate. Okay. okay, So we got, we got one sort of settled. We're, we're close. We're close. So here's another one again, multiverse of Maggie and Proloff. What if this year was a draft lottery? And we simulated the results here and the whole top six were all shaken up, uh, except for the Cardinals get to stick at four. So good for them. The Bears in this simulation would be three instead of picking one with the Panthers. Wait, but who do we have a two? Well, I'm just saying, uh, just stay with me on the Bears for a second, because the big question is, should they draft Caleb Williams or should they trade Justin Fields? That's a real life question. If they're picking three, what's... What's the real-life question? Is it a no-brainer you stick with Fields? Oh, my God. If they are sitting three, Marvin Harrison Jr. is wearing that jersey two months before the draft even starts. There's no (laughs) doubt they're starting. There's no way they're going to take Jaden Daniels or Drake May uh, over Justin Fields and pass on Marvin Harrison to me. That is the easiest pick of this entire draft. Because I think that in this scenario, the Chargers are one. They trade out. The quarterback goes... Say the Giants or two, whoever's two is taking Drake May or Jaden Daniels. So three, perfect Marvin Harrison spot. There's, you're telling me they're going to take one of these other quarterbacks instead of Justin Fields? No way. This is a function of Caleb Williams. Okay, well, you do reset your, your reset the timeline here on quarterbacks. But here's my big question about the Bears. Haven't we been saying this the whole time about Justin Fields? And one of the reasons to keep him is his ability to run. And what kind of football do you want to be playing in – Chicago in December and what kind of football do the Bears generally play what's Marvin Harrison is he going to be a waste there I mean I know eventually they're going to get to this new stadium that has a dome but that's way down the line you know we're talking about the Bears I know in Green Bay they've been able to you know have an aerial attack with Rodgers and you know with Devontae Adams and going back with Greg Jennings and all those guys but the Bears don't play that way. Yeah. So is Marvin Harrison, would he be a waste in Chicago? Just like a lot of people think Caleb Williams is going to be a waste in Chicago because that's where quarterbacks go to die. I don't need a small guy like Jalen Waddell in Chicago, but a gigantic receiver who has the biggest catch radius and can get a, he's perfect for Chicago because yeah, I understand it's not, maybe not ideal for Marvin Harrison, but for Chicago it is because to have a go-to huge guy like that who can get every first down you need is amazing because he can help you with ball control and he can also scare the defense where you can't stack up against the run. I, I totally understand what you're saying. It's a valid point, but he does so much for Chicago and he does so much for Justin Fields because if all of a sudden you're worried about deep passing to Marvin Harris, there's so much to worry about no, now. I you're just it. adding a huge other element to the offense. I get it. And cold weather teams still need, still need wide receivers, but we're talking about a style of play that the Bears have shown a reluctance to do. Like, they don't have this kind of attack. And will they all of a sudden change things because Marvin Harrison? Maybe. I mean, so, style play, when I think, when you say style play, like fastest show on turf Rams, or you're talking about fast guys like Tyreek, you're, you're talking about guys who zip down the field because you're going to throw out four wide receivers. But when you think a big, strong yeah, like number Brandon one. Marshall. 
Yeah, when you think of yeah. big, strong number one receivers, I think that fits cold weather. I mean, Randy Moss was in New England and had his best year ever. Sure. I think you can you can add a number one to a team like this and be great. And what about the idea of not taking Jaden Daniels or Drake May? Do you, do you think they would restart the clock on the quarterback contract for those guys? Because I do not. I do. And I think, so again, we're doing the multiverse of Maggie and Perloff. This is where we're reimagining things in sports. And today we're doing, what if it was a draft lottery this year? And the Bears, in this simulation, the Bears actually are picking third, not first. So do they still go quarterback here, or do they go with something else? I think you are still going quarterback here. I, this is about, I, I think a lot of it's about Caleb Williams, yes, but you made great points, which is about restarting the off- the, the clock rather on a quarterback, and you're going to get something for Justin Fields. I, I think there's no way you can go to a guy who couldn't even really win in the ACC and Drake May eyeball him and say he's better than Justin. That's a huge developmental thing in Drake Bay. We've not really seen what he's going to be. And Jaden Daniel, I feel, is too too slight to play in Chicago. If the big knock on him is he's thin, you're going to take a guy who you know can run a little bit and bring in another guy who can run but is, could be injury prone. Okay, so New that England, me too who much. in real life is picking three, they're going to go to Jaden Daniels? It's freezing I, cold there, we're talking too. about Chicago. We're talking about Chicago. No, I don't think the Patriots are super high on. I don't think the Patriots take a quarterback in that spot. Honestly, I think that there seems to be a lot of movement that the Patriots go non-quarterback at three for Ex- that very reason. Except the, for their head coach already told the fan base, we're going to pick a quarterback. <laughs> he said that in the introductory press conference. Maybe he walks it back now. Yeah, but, but like you got some messaging issues if you're, you know, out there saying, guys, we all know what we're going to do at three. Obviously, we're taking quarterback. You're really going to let Justin Fields, who's done it against real NFL defenders, out, walk out the door to bring in Jaden Daniels, who you have not seen? Well, it. maybe I get Drake That's May. way too big. Even Drake May, I mean, first of all, I, I said earlier, there's no way they're taking another North Carolina quarterback ever after the Trubisky experiment. So I feel like a developmental quarterback, like, you watched Drake May in North Carolina last year. Do you think that guy's as good as Justin Fields? That's hard for me to swallow. I'm talking about a projection, and you're always talking Big about projection. that with the draft. But here's the thing. If you just say, I don't want to take a guy because they went to a certain college, well, that's how you fall into Justin Fields going 11th overall to begin with or C.J. Stroud not going number one overall or whatever you want to say about Ohio State quarterbacks. Well, well that Ohio State rule would have helped you in no, the past. No, but you need to evaluate each person on their own. I understand. Uh, like Jeff Tefford quarterbacks uh, were never good until Aaron Rodgers was right. good. I totally understand what you're saying. But that being said, Jaden Daniels to Chicago just doesn't feel right to me. Uh, durability. I, I don't think that they would take him. And, hey, there might be a situation where they trade down number – Two, say Washington offers them a lot and they're looking at a quarterback. Don't you see the fit of Marvin Harrison? If you're the, I honestly think the Bears would be happier and sleep better at night if they were the number three pick and not the number one pick. Because it would be so obvious that they would put Harrison Jr. on that jersey and just move on. I, I think they don't are quite sure what to do here. They were seven and ten last year and trending upward. Right. You bring in Drake May or Jaden Daniels, you're definitely going backward. Uh, I don't know about that. So EJ, you're the one who came up with this again. Yeah. The multiverse of Maggie and Perloff today is what if this was a draft lottery this year? And uh, EJ did the ping pong balls, and it actually came up that the Chargers would have been the number one overall pick, followed by the Giants, then the Bears. Picking three, then the Cardinals, then Commanders, then Patriots. What stood out to you? So I, I want to talk about the losers in this because I think you guys have talked a lot about like you know the teams that maybe be more aggressive. The Bears maybe in a good spot, like Perloff mentioned. The Giants, I agree with Maggie, would have jumped up to that number one pick. Losers, the Patriots here because the Patriots are in a situation right now where they're at three in this draft, 
And there's already rumors that maybe they want to trade down because they're so such a bad team right. that they maybe they can get more assets and get a guy they like at six that they would have taken at three. Well, they don't have that option now. No. Now they're at six. And in now our, they're in our world. From, yeah. Yes. They're at six in our world, and they can't trade down because they're not going to get a worse player here. And they're they're stuck. They don't have. They also have an option at a quarterback. So even if there was a inkling, oh, maybe we could take a quarterback, they'd have to trade up. To get Ooh. a quarterback, probably. Oh, so, I don't know. I mean, oh, at least the, the top guys. Oh, well, the top guys, yeah. yes. But yeah, if I mean, you wanted Michael Penix or you wanted J.J. McCarthy or you want Bo Nix, again, I, kinda, I don't know if those guys are going to beat right. Mac Jones out. I don't know. I slightly disagree with you. I, I think there's a chance that one of the two, Jaden Daniels or Drake May, falls to six. There are a lot of scenarios, unless somebody trades up. Because New England, who is they, they don't want to take a quarterback here. I know what he said. I know what yeah. Gerard Mayo said. But you bring in, I think they actually sleep better at night at number six and number three. Because look at these receivers. Devontae Parker, is Juju coming back? I don't even know what his but, deal. Kedrick Bourne, who we loved at the media row, by the way, at Super Bowl. But they, you, it's a tough spot for a rookie quarterback. I think they'd rather build their offensive line than draft a quarterback if you had, if but, you had them in an honest moment. But you got to think about how this draft worked out. So you got the Bears, who I agree with you, won't take a quarterback. You got the Cardinals who won't take a quarterback. You got the Commanders who probably would want to take a quarterback. And then now you're at six. You're not that far from the Falcons who can now say, hey, you know what? Maybe we're not trying to get this to number one, but can we get up to number four? Right. Uh, the Vikings talking about what they're going to do with Kirk Cousins. Can they go from 11 to four? You bet. Broncos talking about uh, what they're going to do with Russell Wilson. Can they go to 12 to four? You bet. Now, if you want your quarterback guaranteed, you may be bidding against these teams that right now you're not even worried about. If the Patriots want to take a quarterback today, they can take a quarterback without doing anything. Right. Now, if they're in a situation at six, people are going to jump them. That they may get jumped. Yeah. Which they didn't have that situation. Well, but Perloff's three. saying they don't care. Like they, they, that they, they don't will. actually want to take a quarterback. Here's where I'll disagree with you. And again, we're doing the multiverse of Maggie and Perloff. I want to keep saying this for new audiences. The Patriots didn't make a trade to move down. This is our reimagining of if this year was a draft lottery and we, EJ pulled some ping pong balls and the Patriots, instead of picking third in this simulation, would be picking sixth. Here's the thing. I'll agree with you. If the Patriots are picking sixth, they're not going quarterback, in my opinion, but they're also not going wide receiver. I mean, that would be insane. You have to go offensive line or defensive line. If you're really rebuilding this thing, get a premium in the trenches position and try to do this thing right. Get your yeah. left tackle of the future. Try. Right. But six is a great spot for left tackle. You either get the one or the two guys. So you're stoked if you're in New England and there. I think there's one other loser in this uh, draft lottery who's not even listed here. Kansas City Chiefs, because Jim Harbaugh is about to get an absolute <laughs> treasure trove of right. pieces that he can now rebuild. And I think the Chargers are going to be a real threat to the Kansas City Chiefs in that AFC West. And now that just got accelerated by tenfold because he's going to get maybe two or three firsts. He may get another good player involved. And now right. the Chiefs that have been running the AFC West pretty much you know, unrivaled now – a guy who's coming into your division with who already has a franchise quarterback is about to get a bunch of assets. The Chiefs actually are losers in this lottery as well. Yeah. I, you guys are so high on Jim Harbaugh and the Chargers. Definitely. Are like you? this year? I mean, he, I'm not this singlet. year. I'm no. wearing a singlet because of this guy. So now I got to believe. <laughs> now, honestly, it, they're going to bring in a bunch of rookies. No, I'm not high on them next year. I think everybody gets hurt. They're old and expensive. They need, I think it needs a, a year or two, to be honest, or actually more than that. Well, but that's the whole Harbaugh thing is he comes in and he makes progress right away. And you're already starting. I don't starting, see it happening this year. You're already starting with a pretty good. I mean, it's very rare that franchise quarterbacks like this, all of a sudden new coaches get to come in and really put their stamp on a guy like him. Now, listen, I've already said there are three things that Jim Harbaugh can't do as a head coach. Injuries, meddling front office, salary cap hell. 
So yes, there are definitely obstacles here. You know, it's funny just going away from the multiverse for a second. We talked about Antonio Pierce and he made the comments about Mahomes is going to have the Jordan rules now and we should have, everyone's got to hate red and, you know, we're going to just get in Mahomes spiritually, mentally, physically. We're just going to abuse this guy. You act like the Chiefs are the only people you got to beat, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> you haven't exactly been gangbusters against the Broncos and the Chargers either. So go after Mahomes, fine. But it's not like you've been, you got a red carpet here to the playoffs. All you got to do is beat the Chiefs. Maybe he didn't realize that Brandon Staley is no longer the coach of the Chargers because <laughs> he was beating him 42 nothing in a game. So he's like, oh, I got to worry about them. But yeah, things have changed a little bit for Antonio Pierce well, in I the mean- division. The Chargers are, they're 8, 9, 10 in the, the, you know, they're definitely in the bottom half, according to Vegas, of the whole conference. This is, this conference is incredibly stacked. Forget about the, the West. What about Lamar Jackson? What about our boy CJ Stroud? What about yeah. all these other guys who are just awesome in this conference? Yeah, I mean, but they, but at least they're going into a gunfight with another gun. Right. You know, like you have yeah, all these go- great okay. AFC, you have all these great AFC quarterbacks, and they have one. We just haven't seen the full potential. Like, yet. when's the last time we've seen a, a, a team that had a absolute surefire up and upper echelon quarterback that gets a number one pick? Like that just doesn't in happen. our multiverse, right? It happens in our multiverse here, but that doesn't happen. Like again, if we're in the multiverse and you're talking about, you already have the quarterback figured out. Now you got. You can do whatever you want. I mean, Pearl mentioned rookies. It doesn't have to be rookies. You can say, hey, I want to pluck three or four veterans from another team. Yeah, so that's I, I thought Kayvon Thibodeau. Year. Right, exactly. I mean, it would just give Back the, to the West Coast. a lot a lot of options. They can rebuild that thing real fast. That would, If I was the Chiefs, I'd be very, very disappointed in these uh, multiverse results. <laughs> so, again, this was our multiverse of Maggie and Perloff. We turned this year's NFL draft into a draft lottery uh, like they do in the NBA. Flatten out the odds for the top three teams move some things around, and the Chargers ended up drawing the lucky ping pong ball. Imagine this, too, with the Chargers, with all their bad luck and all their chargering and stuff over the years. Just getting the number one overall pick would have been a dynamite move. And the one thing I thought about doing this is the NFL should move to the uh, lottery. Like, look at what we just did for 20 minutes. And think about the conversation. Think about the ratings that would happen if you had a lottery night where teams who, you know, years they thought, oh, I'm the worst team, I'm getting the number one pick. Now they don't know. I mean, the amount of excitement that would go into that, this would be awesome for the NFL. Absolutely. I'm with it. I'm totally down with it. Yeah. And also, I mean, the NBA does it because you want to, you know, try to discourage tanking. Right. The NFL has tanking. Yep. So, I don't know if it would discourage anything, but. Yeah. Unless you get occasionally a Lovey Smith will win a game at the end and screw up. I remember when the Jets were tanking for Trevor Lawrence and couldn't even do that, right? Yeah. There's no way to avoid it. This There's actual real football reasons to do this. This isn't just a fun exercise. I think you can make a great argument this should be reality. So uh, on social, we'll put it up, the multiverse dra- NFL draft lottery, if they were to do such a thing. Uh, congratulations, the L.A. Chargers would have the number one pick according to all our ping pong balls, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Uh, coming up, one superstar pushing back on questions about his leadership. Get to that next. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. We're back on Maggie and Perloff. Uh, we just did a really interesting multiverse. What if the NFL had a draft lottery and EJ used a website to reorder this year's NFL draft? We had some interesting scenarios where the Chargers get the number one pick, which make a lot of people mad. The Giants and move up to number two uh, would have huge ramifications. But I think one of the lessons is, man, they should have a draft lottery in the NFL. <laughs> I know. I think we solved it for you. So congratulations, NFL, that fledgling little sports league that really could use our help. 
Um, I would love it. I'd love if they had a draft lottery, but also just because it does like, you know, it does shake some things up. It makes it a little bit more interesting. Um, do you want to do your, your bold prediction? Well, I'm, I'm okay. What is it? February 21st? It's the 22nd. 22nd. Well, that's less impressive because it's not as early. <laughs> I'm already looking at, uh, your and Super an early pick? Super Bowl pick. And I'm not there yet because we haven't had free agency, which we'll have really soon, and the draft. But what do you think of the Houston Texans? Because you want to do something interesting. The fact that they are on their rookie contract with C.J. Stroud, who has hit so fast in the NFL. Right now, they're 11th overall in NFL odds, right behind the Cowboys for next year's Super Bowl. So it's not that much value. But I feel like they have the formula. They have a young quarterback. They have a great defensive coach in D'Amico Ryans. And they have a good offensive line. Really good offensive line, as a matter of fact. So I think that they could be one of those teams like, could C.J. Stroud be Brock Purdy and really develop in the second year? Uh, He's way better than Brock Purdy. As a matter of fact, he's a better passer. Why not them? Why not the Well, they don't have as many weapons as the 49ers do on offense. Well, I know, but when you have C.J. Stroud throwing, you all of a sudden Nico Collins becomes a superstar because C.J. Stroud's such a good quarterback. No, they're not. They're definitely not the Niners. But just my point is a young quarterback yeah. on a rookie deal. That's been how you get to the Super Bowl in today's NFL. It's really a little bit about the salary cap structure that I'm thinking about. The fact that Stroud is so far ahead of where we expected him to be. Yeah, this would be a little Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, uh, that's a great. Yeah. You, you never see these uh, young quarterback teams coming. So I think it could easily be, I think C.J. Stroud, uh, you know, I didn't see it coming in the draft. I was totally wrong on C.J. Stroud. I will be the first to admit it. But I think he could be that guy. So it's Nico Collins and Tank Dell and Noah Brown was their third receiver last year. Tank Dell played really well before, and he got hurt and we thought Stroud would struggle and he didn't. They're a little, I didn't love Damian Pierce or running back, but this is a really interesting team. You you might not know which way it's going to go because they're very young. Yeah. But I feel like, man, they have all the pieces. D'Amico Ryan seems like a great coach. Okay. Well, all that stuff might be true, but I'm not totally convinced that just because you're good in year one means you're going to just automatically be better in year two. There's things called sophomore slump. It can be hard sometimes to build on it. Secondly, I don't think that the... You know, the biggest challenger to them in the AFC South, I know Jacksonville was there, but they had a really down year. Indianapolis was never really a real thing. The Titans uh, should have been in a full rebuild and basically were. Are you sure you're getting a a home game in the playoffs? Are you sure you're winning your division? Let's start (laughs) there. And then are you going on the road? They went on the road to play the Ravens. They got smoked. So yeah, I, I no, I am aware of this. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to go with the Texans as my Super Bowl pick. No, quite Super Bowl. Yet. Well, that's why I'm thinking that they are leaning my dark horse Super Bowl pick. Listen, you can say all you want. There's a guy named Patrick Mahomes in this conference, so like going for a three peat. Yeah, and like going, not being shy about it. Uh, but man, I look around this roster, and Nick Casario has done a great job. Derek Stingley Jr. Develop a quarterback. Yeah, Jalen Petre, uh, Will Anderson. There are a lot of really interesting pieces. If if CJ Stroud avoids that sophomore slump, then man, they could take a step. But uh, he's not. He's not the best quarterback in his division. Wouldn't you still put Trevor Lawrence over him, no. or is that that's no, more I, of a I conversation? Nah, I don't think so. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, count out Trevor Lawrence at your own peril. The guy was hurt most of the year. Yeah, I, but that's partly his style. He sits back there and takes these long striding passes. Is he could be able to stay healthy? I would. I'm still on Trevor Lawrence. I lo- uh, love my guy Doug Peterson. <laughs> I think 
I don't know. Doug if this is all, another guy. Just I don't think this is all going to work in Jacksonville. I don't think it's all going to work in Jacksonville. You're right. I mean, look at look at the numbers for C.J. Stroud this year as a rookie. Never played in the NFL. 23 touchdowns, five interceptions, 100.8 rating. In many ways, I don't know what's considered the best rookie season. It's still Cam Newton, uh, Andrew Luck, Joe Burrow. Well, Burrow was hurt. Yeah. This is one of the well, best rookie seasons too. we've ever seen. Yeah. So imagine yeah. if he takes a step. That's a big if. If he takes a step and is really in total control of the game, man, they are going to be scary. Also a good thing for the Texans. They got to keep their offensive coordinator, Bobby Slowick. Yeah. He gets to stay. You get some more continuity. Andrew Bogus is here with headlines. Uh, hey, guys. So what is what am I in if I'm not in the metaverse? Because these are actual headlines. They're not. Universe. They're just in the universe. Meta is multiple. Una is okay, one. So I'm back here. Although Kevin Durant is kind of meta, right? Uh, here he is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Very. Never mind. Talking. He lives in the metaverse, actually, <laughs> yeah. technically. Yeah, KD talking a lot about KD. We begin with his podcast, The Boardroom, and him explaining why he's not always viewed as a leader. I'm not as charismatic as my peers. I don't have a personality that's, like, fit for TV. And a lot of those stories of what we talk about don't get spoken about in the media. you got to sell what you're doing as well. And I haven't sold it enough. I don't feel like I need to. I don't feel like I want people to call me a leader, but I also don't want people to say I'm not one either because they don't see what goes on behind the scenes or what I talk about or my intentions or the relationships that I built with my teammates and support staff. But at least he's got good backup band. Um, now, <laughs> this topic got amplified during the All-Star game when Charles Barkley on the alternate broadcast called KD a follower and said Devin Booker is the son's real leader. Here's KD's response. I just feel like a lot of people that's on TV that don't ever come to the gym, don't ever come to games. It's hard for them to speak on what I do when they don't, they don't they're not in here. So it's just part of TV, you know, that they needed something to fill the segment up. And also they talk about some negative, you know, but you're not in the gym. I don't respect your opinion. You're not in the gym with me. That's just what it is. Yeah, I don't think that's it on either front. <laughs> I, I think KD's off on both of these. Uh, one, Charles Barkley has been saying bus rider, follower for a long time. That's two things. That's joining the Warriors, the 73-win Warriors, and that's not being able to get a handle on Kyrie Irving uh, when they were in Brooklyn. So those are the two things about why you're not a leader. As far as the charisma, I mean, I don't, is James Harden charismatic or any of these guys? Is it the charisma or is it the, just the choices you made? Because when Kevin Durant made his MVP speech to his mom, you're the real MVP, I think people did think he had some charisma and did like his personality. It's all about the choices that he's made. It's not about him personally, right? Now, I've always thought he's quiet. Uh, his natural state is he's an introvert. I, I've always thought that his personality did not – sort of lend where his game was. You know, mm. he was one or top one or two players. I don't think he ever really wanted this, did he? I mean, he. Uh, I was at a movie premiere and he was behind me. He was the softest spoken, most polite person in the entire room. I, I think he's always struggled with how do I be this big of a star? I think it's been hard for him. It's weird, though, because he says he's not charismatic and yet he is Mr. Charisma on Twitter. 
I mean, he's got weird will, on social media. This guy will go after anybody, call people names, burners, make jokes. He has a million burner accounts. I mean, I, I don't know. I, when I think of characters in the NBA, Kevin Durant actually ranks pretty high. Maybe not for what he may say in front of a microphone, though. I don't know. When it came to Charles Barkley, that was pretty colorful right there. <laughs> You're not in the gym. You want to talk about some negative ish? I don't really listen to you. He said that stuff all the time. I don't think it's charisma. I think it's his actions. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it's the choices he's made with his career. It doesn't have anything to do with like. Uh, his Q rating. Yeah, I think the T. I think the TV cameras matter more than a keyboard. It, he's not out there being Mr. Personality on TV. He's not out there hosting SNL, doing commercials, doing skits. We don't. Maybe he does do things that we don't know about because he doesn't tell us, or right. his people don't put it out there that he's doing this or doing that. I mean, the the stuff, the other stuff, absolutely matters. But he could be. He could change the conversation about him. If he was a different person. Well, I, mean, I don't did, think he's wrong about that. He did David Letterman's show, and then they did have like a skit thing where he was pretending to blow Dave off at a uh, press conference and or whatever. And no one knew what to do with it. <laughs> it was a little <laughs> awkward. Yeah. But that's the that's the Letterman but style. It, and that was it. And it was Netflix. It wasn't on CBS. That's and it was true. crazy old man Santa beard Letterman. <laughs> and also, he had to be high to do that. He admitted on the interview. <laughs> right. He was high. It's he not didn't have to be. I think he chose to be. Well, no, my point is he's not. Yo, I don't think he could do something like that so. Like, he is not a guy. He would not sit down with David Letterman normally. He's not that guy at all. Interesting. You don't think he's a little shy? I've always thought. I think he's very shy. Yeah. Which but I, that, think, but he's I, saying, I think you guys talk about a different Kevin Durant. Okay, it's a boomerang he, on saying, social media. But he's saying behind the scenes, if you don't know what right. I'm like in the gym, kind of implying that in the gym, he's more vocal. Right. And I just don't think, I, I don't know about that. Maybe, maybe that's true. Who knows? But like, him not being able to get Kyrie Irving to, like, make winning the thing when they're in Brooklyn is part of this. Like, you're the one who followed Kyrie to Brooklyn because that's how the, the the timing of it sort of worked out. It was Kyrie's hometown. He wanted to come to Brooklyn. You followed him there. And then Kyrie kind of spins off, and he could never get him back on. And who could? Well, who has? LeBron, LeBron won a championship. five minutes. They won. I know. So and, and, Dallas. And, so one and LeBron person. has less, lesser Kyrie Irving than Kevin Durant had. Right. So, but that's one person, and it's okay if – Durant's not as good of a leader as LeBron. But if one person had control of Kyrie for a short amount of time, that that you can't hold that against okay, Durant. So, so then Durant can't tell me, hey, why am I not in GOAT conversations? He can't do that. He can't do both. He can't be well, we already, he, mean, can't, he can't be all oh, I'm this great leader and nobody gives me credit because I'm so nice and I'm so humble. By the way, why am I not the best player ever? Yeah. Well, That's we, what he does. We did that and he was wrong about that. None of us, right, none of us backed too. him up on that. But, but he's wrong about this too. He he clearly didn't handle that Nets thing well. Yeah, I, but I don't know who could have oh fixed God. it. Well, also, <laughs> who could have saved it? The, Him. He didn't have to choose Kyrie to go there. Gandhi could have been there, and he would have fixed <laughs> Kyrie Irving. That well, it wasn't just Kyrie. It was the trading for James Harden. Right. He it's, chose to get Harden in there. Yeah, he listen. They all suck. Wanting Steve Nash to be the coach. I mean, it all went wrong. And they have no self awareness. They none of them thought it was their fault. I get all of that, but that's not what this conversation started as. It was about whether he's a leader. For the rest of this team, as he's put up for all his all his years in the, in the NBA, I don't know how you could say someone's a leader who says, "Hey, I don't think that we even need a head coach." I don't think that. I, I, like, I mean, what <laughs> are you trying to lead? He said it could be anybody. I mean, I mean, he he tanked a franchise, and it's your franchise. I mean, you're. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised th- you're, you're, thank you're, you're for going to bat for him. Oh no, 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 no. 
I'm going <laughs> Tuesday. Four no's in a row. No, 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 no. Uh, no. Phil, I don't, I don't want to be – it's not fair of me to claim the Nets the way other people around here do, so you don't need to include me. Okay. They're not my franchise. They're not the Mets. They're not the Rangers. Okay. But I get it. And I got nothing for any of them because of that. Yeah. But when you think about those figures, Marks, Kyrie, they uh, all Steve should be Nash. Gone. Okay, but there's one – there's one alpha. There's one guy who you say, hey, of all these guys, he's the guy that's an all-time great. Because Steve Nash is not an all-time great coach. Sean Marks is going to be fired this year. Kevin, Kyrie Irving, great, maybe all-time ball handler. But I don't know about all-time player. KD is the guy. So when we talk about putting blame on it, he's the guy that's got to wear it. And he can't say, well, because I'm nice or I don't do a dance or I'm not charismatic, <laughs> that's why I wasn't a good leader. I mean, Wait, this was, this can we be said here? I have a question. Where did it start? Is it about, does Katie's personality keep him from being the GOAT, or does it keep him from being an effective leader to lead a team to a title? I think it's, he doesn't think he gets credit for being a leader because he's not charismatic. And if he was this leader, he'd be in the top two or three players of all time. Is uh, that sort of the I implication? I think that's probably the implication, yeah. Yeah. Or that Charles wouldn't be calling him a follower or a buster. Yeah, I, I, th- I think... I think Katie's honest on me. If he was more outspoken, if he had half of LeBron's charisma, I yeah. think he'd be viewed way different. Or LeBron's machine. Like, all, think of all the things that we're told we are whispered to that LeBron does or did. Like, even your Johnny Manziel story. There might be a Durant story like that, but there's no one out there telling us about it. Mm. I mean, Durant has a machine, though. Yeah. yeah Rich Kleiman is, is, is very connected. LeBron's. No, it's not LeBron's. But LeBron is, is, is on a different level. But KD's got his hand in a lot of stuff. I right. think... You know, his time in Silicon Valley and playing, or near Silicon Valley, playing for the Warriors, I think he used really well. Right, but it's maybe a different operation because he doesn't have the same upside personality-wise that LeBron does. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, also, by the way, Durant's a huge charity guy. He had this mentoring program that he got. In that. I think he was, was he NBA person of the year one year? He, well, MVP. He has a, he has a huge uh, charity component that no one ever talks about. He's really like a cutting edge on that, but he's so quiet that no one even knew about it. LeBron starts a school. It's the biggest story in the country. I, I'm i with Bogus. I think if Kevin Durant had a different personality, we'd view him differently. Any other news today? Uh, yeah, there's actual NBA basketball tonight, by the way. Those Suns playing eh. in Dallas. Uh, LeBron is <laughs> skipping Lakers-Warriors because of his sore left ankle. He only played 14 minutes Sunday night in Indy after skipping the Lakers' last game before the All-Star break. George Mason, men's basketball fans, got two gifts last night. A cool new hat and an upset of number 16, Dayton. Double zeros on the game clock. And the Patriots with an upset over number 16, Dayton. The final score, the Patriots 71, the Flyers 67. And the Patriots have beaten a nationally ranked team for the first time on their home floor. The student section rushing the court on floppy hat nuts. Here in Fairfax, hats <laughs> all over the place as the Patriots pick up the win. Uh, floppy hat night in Fairfax is good on its own, and then you beat Dayton 71-67. I just, you know, you do this thing where you take out this ranked opponent and, like, the least ferocious piece of clothing, the least intimidating <laughs> piece of clothing you could possibly be wearing at that time is a floppy hat. Also, it's funny that, like, George Mason, this is the first time, as he said, they've beaten a ranked opponent on their home fort on the home court. Still probably not a top three win in George Mason history. I mean, that run to the Final Four, yeah. all those wins are probably <laughs> more important than this one. Like, will anybody even remember that they beat Dayton on a random February well, night? Here's the thing. I, I, I'm sorry. I could even care less about who they beat. 
since when is giving away floppy hats even a thing? Like, were flip flops not available? <laughs> is there anything else that's just like less? You know, there's just like a tote bag. I don't know what else you could give away that implies less of a intense, you know, Fair. atmosphere than a floppy hat. Oh, give Jeez, me some. Uh, <laughs> I need some parameters here. Are we talking a Gilligan style hat? Are we talking like a big? What, how thinking, floppy? How oh, floppy? that's funny. I, in my head, it's like a big sun hat, like a yeah. big floppy hat. Is that what it is? I was yeah. thinking more like a bucket, bucket hat. Because Do I was call thinking that the, a floppy hat? the logistics of all these big floppy hats, I like, you can't <laughs> even the see the court. I was, thinking, I was thinking Lloyd Christmas red cowboy hat. Right. <laughs> well, there must be yeah, video right. of what these actual hats are. Let's find I out. I think like a sun hat, you know, like you're on the beach reading right, right, a book, right. like a woman. Yeah, that's what I say. <laughs> are the all... guys wearing these big sun hats? <laughs> yeah, they're... <From> <laughs> they're all flopping as they run onto the court. I love gotta... this visual in my head. Well, and then you got to save it, too. They knock off Dayton. You can't throw the floppy hat like it's a hat trick at a <laughs> right. hockey game. That's you got to keep it so that when you look over your bookcase and you see the floppy hat, you go, uh, I was there that night in front of <laughs> <laughs> when number 16 Dayton blew an 11-point lead in my Patriots won. No. You save those, not the bobblehead nights. Those are the yeah. nights that you save, the floppy hat night. <laughs> I love know. that just uh, later on campus, two people walking past each other, both wearing the floppy hat, a little knowing glance. Hey, remember that night? Hey, <laughs> hey you-, you, me. Floppies met there right in the middle of the. Oh, uh, I guarantee you, there were love, there are love connections that were made last night <laughs> with floppy hats. One hundred percent. It's a bucket hat, and ah. it seems to be reversible. A Hawaiian style, I think. Whoa! Right? Pearl, have you <laughs> see this? There's a green one item. here and a yellow one there. They're reversible. Yeah. They have Hawaiian leaves on them. That's oh, great. those are sick. We got to order one of those. <laughs> you can't. Can, can, you had to be there. Had last to be night. there. <laughs> you, you think they're not all online? Floppy hat night. You can't resell that. That's you got to keep think, it as a keepsake. I think they should. It's Those like are really, selling your Super Bowl. They ring. shouldn't have called that floppy hat though, because that that's that's not a floppy hat. That's a bucket hat. Yeah, it's maybe also, they called something different at Fairfax. It's also possible that whoever that play by play guy is doesn't know what they're called. That's true. And too. he called them floppy hats. There's there a bit hats. of floppiness to a bucket hat. I, I yeah. don't. I don't hate this description. But those are bucket hats. I mean, maybe there's an in between. Like the guy from Survivor wears a, like a wide rimmed. Yeah, hat. Like a safari but that's not hat. quite a sun hat. Yeah. Like what about Abe Lincoln's hat? Is that a bucket <laughs> so that's, hat? That's top hat. Yeah, night. Top that's hat. top hat night. You know what? There Everyone comes, knows that. Sponsored by Monopoly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we almost got that at the Vegas pawn shop. <laughs> yeah, we did see a top hat there. They're coming to Fordham next week. I'll see if they'll bring me a hat. You yes. should. I'll ask the rest of the idea if they can bring me a hat. You guys didn't like the idea of like a sea of, of kids just like running the court and all the hats are flopping in unison and we don't get that. Yeah, they they, they dropped the ball on that a little bit. <laughs> Shoot. But well, I'm, I'm, really exci- I'm really excited about the capital J, J journalism from Bogus getting us a hat next week. Let's see. Well, getting me a hat that you guys can look at. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> yeah. Limited edition. I don't think Bogus wears hats. He wanted the big hat. I wear that, hats that, all that, the time. That guy oh, got you him. do? Yeah. Especially wanna... now, I got to protect the bald spot from the sun. That's a real issue. <laughs> I was gonna say your hair is always so well coiffed. Oh yeah, I know. Well, I don't wear a hat here. Yeah. Uh, but... That's interesting because most. I mean, we have other update anchors who wear hats all the time here. But you say you wear hats. 
So I'm a professional. I wouldn't wear a hat to work, and I can't wear even like a winter hat because then Wait, the hair gets disgusting. Why? Where do you work? <laughs> you mean the place where everyone wears sweatpants? Yeah, by the uh, way, I was going to actually wear sweatpants today. We'll get into it later. Uh, oh, is this your knee injury? Yeah, I was telling you to wear sweatpants. I'm like, nobody cares what anybody wears here. Not even a little bit. No. Uh, well, Bogus, thank you so much. Looking forward to that floppy hat. Coming up, uh, one league looking to expand. Is this a good idea? We'll tell you next. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Perloff told me he's got a fashion-related question yeah. for me. Go ahead. So I was going to wear sweatpants today. I'm going to a knee doctor after the show. I have I hurt my knee skiing earlier this week, and I don't want to have to take my pants off in the doctor's office. I just want to pull the pants up. Right. So I was going to wear sweats to work, and I thought, knowing this place, there's nothing wrong with wearing sweats to work. Do you judge men who wear sweatpants to our office, which has multiple radio shows and different stations all around and there are executives but it's it's sports talk radio <laughs> this place has recalibrated everything i thought about working <laughs> anywhere <laughs> the things that are acceptable to wear to this particular establishment would not be acceptable anywhere else even places where you would dress this casually you would just be wearing a uniform <laughs> what do you you mean? know, like if you have to get your hands dirty, like if you're doing blue collar type stuff or got something, because that's it. how dress down. Not everybody, not everybody, but that's how a lot of people dress around here. Like, oh, are you going to do some type of, you know, uh, are you going to be working in the mud? <laughs> are you going to be working in some <laughs> kind of adverse uh, conditions? It's like, oh, no, I'm sorry. Just sitting here talking about a microphone. It's sports talk radio. I yeah. think this place is almost overdressed for what we do. <laughs> I, no. I've tried to push the envelope every now and then. 
I'm wearing like forward a forward or backward. Oh, forward. Uh, I guess more back, stylish. Yeah, less no. Uh, it's like depends on the day. Like mm-hmm. today, I'm wearing. A, I think. Well, I think it's a nice sweater. Someone yeah. commented on. Look on, nice uh, today. But other days, I'm wearing a jersey. Yeah, you know, I wear jersey. Totally to the acceptable show on here. Totally I saw acceptable. your outfit today. I said, ooh, ZJ got a job interview. He's wearing pants. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I gave the microphone one pants. day. The funny thing, though, you think these are pants. These are technically joggers I'm wearing. Oh, well, that whole thing with the Lululemon and what's a pant or what's a jogger, that's that's complicated. Did you guys know, and I found this out about a few months ago, that skinny jeans are totally out? Uh, I don't like ascribing to those kind of trends. I think mm-hmm. you should dress for whatever looks good on you. And men, you generally, some have some idea what looks good, some don't. Defer to the wife or girlfriend if you have no idea. If you do have a sense of fashion, then do you. But I don't like going with the, oh, you got to be wearing baggy jeans. Oh, you've got to be wearing this, that, and the other. Well, as someone who threw the 90s and the 2000s dressed like it was still 1988 <laughs> with big clothes and big sweatshirts, I never got the memo until it's too late that your clothes are actually supposed to fit. No, not these days. Now you but can go now, back to baggy. I, I think it's smart to follow the trends. Go back to baggy. Uh, earth tones are in right now. No, no. This is, we're going to go baggy. Now we got to go skinny because everyone's on Ozempic now. And it's everyone's like losing <laughs> weight at a very rapid pace. And so now you got to tighten the clothes up. I am not going to miss skinny jeans. If those are really out, that's just fine with me. They, they look particularly skinny on you. Uh, well, I mean, I'm in good shape, so I could fit in skinny. I don't know why you had to have a dig there. <laughs> Makes saying, no sense. You're tall and skinny. <laughs> You'd never be able to get them up, though, to show the doctor your knee. Not in a skinny jean. <laughs> I did no save there, Maggie. <laughs> Still, I'm going to remember that. <laughs> T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.